Today's episode of Not That Great is able to be found on all the services, all the places you listen to podcasts. That's SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio. All those places have Not That Great. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at Not That Great Pod. You can check out our website at uh, notthatgreatpod.com. And that's it for social stuff. Today, uh, I talked with Brian Goodwin yesterday to do our very late uh, MLB preview. So you'll hear who we picked to win the AL East, Central, West. Same in the National League. We picked the wild cards. We picked MVPs. Brian picks the Cy Young. I forget to do that. And then uh, we talk about what we think will be a surprise this year and what we think uh, will be. We did a good surprise, bad surprise. Um, and just a you know, little discussion. It's a little AL heavy because of the Red Sox. A little bit of Phillies talk. But, uh, but yeah, so that is done. We did that yesterday. Today is Tuesday. It's Tuesday morning. Uh, Villanova last night with an absolutely unsurprisingly dominant victory over Michigan in the national title game. So this is just my congratulations to them. I do root for Villanova being from the Philadelphia area. Uh, I didn't go there or anything, but I always love Nova. Um, and it was touch and go a little early, but um, DiVincenzo off the bench. Wagner, for some reason, just playing out of his mind for you know eight to ten minutes, and then was just got in foul trouble early, dead silent, clearly gassed late. Um, not on the not on the floor in clutch time. Uh, your play of the year, Jalen Brunson, only nine points. Only nine points. And out of the game when most of the pouring on by DiVincenzo was, was occurring. Um, so a complete team there, that Villanova, and uh, congratulations to them for winning the uh, 2018 National Championship in a, in a walk over uh, Michigan. game wasn't in, in question. You know, close-ish at the half, but after halftime, I mean, Michigan just couldn't respond to the DiVincenzo off the bench shooting the lights out. So, um, not the most entertaining game, unfortunately, because of that. And, you know, Michigan, it proves that you need to kind of be tempered with steel, steel strength and steel, right? So, they didn't play above a five seed the whole way through. Uh, their bracket, and then they ran into just a complete and total buzzsaw in Nova. And this is a real, real team. So Michigan didn't see one the whole tournament. So, and they needed buzzer beaters to beat at least one of them. So Michigan will be back next year. They're a powerhouse program. Nova probably losing Jalen Brunson, or definitely losing Jalen Brunson, probably losing DiVincenzo. Um, we'll see what they look like next year. Jay Wright is a now in that pantheon of coaches. Uh, Nova's a top-flight program, so they'll be able to recruit. Uh, repeating is tough. This is as close as anyone's done it, uh, to it as anyone's done, I think, since Florida. Uh, like 06, 07, maybe? So, anyway, hats off to Villanova. Um, so, that's that. Baseball preview. You'll hear it's weird because I asked Brian to pick the Villanova game, Villanova-Michigan game, at the end of our uh, baseball preview. But that was yesterday before that, that we recorded our MLB preview, so... Uh, today is all MLB preview, and Moose is in the house, so let's get going. Make it a double, I can take it another, get so hard to chase it, live up to, yeah, it slides away when you're running like my Uncle David, who never lived to escape it, the trouble you were about to cave in, give up to. We are four days into the uh, 2018 baseball season, so we're four days late on this MLB preview that we've been talking about for a month on the podcast. So me and Brian Goodwin here, and we've got some picks and some predictions and questions to ask and all that stuff. So we're just going to shoot the shit about baseball for a little while. Um, we'll start first with um, general questions about, and I mean, we'll try our best to ignore what we've seen in such a small sample size in the season, because if we didn't, we would easily say that the Red Sox are going to go 161 and 1, but they're not, Brian. So, what do you realistically expect from them, even after having a good weekend? But what do you realistically expect from them uh, going forward? Um, I don't, 
I don't necessarily think they had a great weekend, to be 100% honest with you. Oh, um, well, I mean, as far as the record sheet shows, you know what I mean? Yeah, their offense, I, I already think they need to trade for a bat. Okay, we can, go, we can go down that road and, if you want. Oh, who, do you, who, do you think, who do you think they get? Who do you think they ditch? Uh, it's too early to really think about. I mean. Okay, but it's just, it is evident they need a bat. They their offense is anemic again was anemic against a very bad Tampa Bay race pitching mm-hmm. staff. Yeah. Um you know, you're looking at like the best the best player on Tampa Bay right now probably has to be Archer and he probably won't last the season with them and you can't you can't produce more than ten runs against that team. Sad. Yeah. But you got games. three wins out of it. You got three wins out of it, you know? So Yeah. I guess W is a W. I suppose, but I mean, you're not gonna. If we're gonna say, you know, they they're averaging 2.5 runs a game. I mean, that's obviously not gonna get it's done, not gonna get it. especially in the East. It's not gonna get it in the done AL. against the Yankees. No, it's not. Um, and the Yankees seem to be the only other team in that division that has any worry. I'm not worried about the Jays or the Orioles because they just like. I don't know what it is about some teams. You know, you see them like they're improving, they're improving. They just hit this like this wall. And generally, the wall is the overspending of the Red Sox and the Yankees. Um, Yankees, mm-hmm. for the first time in for a long time, not in the top three teams spending. Cause, but mostly because they only have Judge on that, on his rookie deal still. So, um, right. But there's just, I mean, there's nothing that those three teams did in the offseason, in my opinion, or can do in during the season that it's going to be the Sox or it's going to be the Yankees uh, at the top of that division at the end of the year. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, those. I mean, you got to think Baltimore is going to try and trade away Machado at some point, um, especially if they if they don't hit a good stretch. You know, if they're not competitive, right? Because um, you're going to want to get something from them. You don't want him to walk in free agency. Um, Toronto's doesn't have much. No, they don't. Do you think they? Uh, I. I mean. It's been talked about for two years, but I don't know if they move. I mean, or not, well, Warriors hasn't talked about for two years, but I think that it obviously depends on where they are at the deadline. But you think they try to move Donaldson? Because I could see that. Uh, I, just think, I just think this division is going to be so top heavy, two team division. I think they would behoove the lower three teams. You're saying they're going to move Machado and Baltimore. I mean, why isn't every team just. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because those guys, Sox and Yankees, are set up for two, three years to come. You're not going to be able to compete in this division, and it's it's yep. it's tough to to get even with the second wild card. You know what I mean? I mean that, that second wild card is not coming out of of the East. Two, maybe not three. Yeah, I think you de- you definitely get your one of your wild cards is coming out of the East. Right. Yeah, but not both. Yeah, I mean the rest of the AL is too good. Right. Or well, not too good, but the rest of the AL is good enough that you know one of the other divisions will have two cards, two wild card or a wild card. So right. Um, but yeah, if I was if I was lower in that division, and not like the Rays have much, you know what I mean? Um, they already got rid of Longoria. They and you said they have Archer, but he would go, I would guess, because that's just kind of how they play. That's kind of how they do business. You know, they mm-hmm. come close and they ditch everybody. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Archer go, and then they just try to you know start over. It's gonna be three starting over teams in that in that division for a couple of years at least. So um, if I was you know running any of those teams, I would be on the phone constantly around uh, around June. So yeah, did Donaldson? I'm trying to look up Donaldson's. Um, what is his contract? Uh, he's got. I think. I think he's only on a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, because he's up there in age. So, but he could still fetch a good, um, a good. So, yeah, he's on a one-year, twenty-three million dollar deal. So you trade him. Really? I mean, would you pay? I, I would. I'd pay eleven and a half million dollars for half a year of Josh Donaldson if he was having a good year, and they were in the toilet. Yeah. And I would. I'd, I mean, if you're talking about the Sox, they need a bat. You know, just DH him. Because that's where your, you know, your bat might be. I mean, well, you can't DH him because you have Martinez and he doesn't really play anything. So, yeah, you, that's the other thing too is if they bring in a piece. I mean, the only P 
Keish, you would move, I would feel like, is Bradley. Uh, but then you'd have to get a bat of a center fielder or, or a bat of a right fielder. Right. Mookie could play center. Or Ben Attendee could play well, center, Ben Attendee could play center, too, open. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could also put Holt out there. If you if you were going to move just to get the bat of Donaldson, then you don't have to. You could put Holt in right. You have Ben Attendee in center. Where, where does Donaldson play? Is he a fucking third baseman or something? I don't even remember what position he plays. Third base. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just... I think you do what you do, what you need to do to get him. If you're in the position to have that bat come in and really help your team, I think the Sox have the pieces that they could move guys around. Um, yeah, but do you want to stunt Devers' growth? No, but he, can he play any side of that that uh, that infield? Yeah, but you got Devers, you got you got Bogarts over there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, you could slide. Slide, slide Devers or Bogart to second if PD's not having a good year. I don't know. Right. Do you think that he's going to have a good year? Or do you think he, uh, Pedro, you think he takes a step back? Another step back, I guess I should say. Um, if he's fully healthy, I think he'll have a consistent Dustin Pedroia season. You know, he'll okay. put up like 12 to 15 home runs. Yeah. 70 to 80 RBIs, yeah, he'll bat, be, bat you know, the voice, the voice in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's the elder statesman on that team now. Yeah, that's weird to say you that, know? but yeah, so, they, so So Cora needs him, to be honest with you. Cora needs him to gel that team together. I agree. Um, before we go any further, let me ask you this. So, the remember, I, mean, I don't know if it was about a month ago, we were talking about that uh, free agent um mini camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so many of those guys are got signed. A lot of them got signed to minor league deals, which is kind of weird. And a lot of the guys are a lot were very vocal about, about it. Um, and notably, um, lackey, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, remain unsigned. Right. So, but that story disappeared. Do you think that that like, this might be kind of like rephrasing the same question I asked you about it before, but do you think that that, frames this year because i think that kind of i'm not like using my words properly right now but i feel like that um idea that there would be that so many free agents were unsigned and like and all those guys thought that they were all very good as a group and a lot of them weren't aren't that good and everyone knows the reason they were unsigned is that people are not trying to take chances on dudes this year with the free agent class coming next year do you think that that puts a stain mm-hmm. on the league this year do you think that you know, let's if let's say that we have like a Pirates World Series this year. Pirates win the World Series, right? There's no shot they do, but let's say they yeah. do. Okay. Do you think that in the future people will be like, oh well, that was that year that no one signed like complimentary pieces, so it was really like just, uh, you know, it was kind of a crapshoot all the way around. Uh, no, because I think like you just said, a lot of those guys aren't very good. Right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. In, you know, I, I just I think teams are just done, you know, overpaying for the John Lackeys of the world because mm-hmm. um, you, you don't need to. You know what I mean? Every, you know, I'd rather I'd rather have, you know, bring up one of your, you know, 20, 21, 22 year old kids from the from um, the minor leagues and watch them develop in front of your eyes as opposed to spending, you know, $10 million or $13 million on somebody like John Lackey, you know? Right. Of course. Um, so. I was uh, surprised by the way, when I was looking over this, uh, looking over the, um, the free agent class, uh, that Lackey is unsigned, but K rod is signed. And not only is K Rod signed, he's signed to uh, he's signed to the Philadelphia Phillies um, <laughs> on a minor league deal, uh, and he'll make two and a half million if he comes up. Uh, do you? Th- I-, I feel like he's done, right? Mm, I feel like we've said that about it before, and he's come back and 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 had pretty decent seasons. I think he. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> I don't know if he. I don't know if he made the. I don't know if he made the team. Uh, I don't think he did. To be honest with you, that, but. 
the forty man roster? No. No, I don't think. I he don't did. think he did. Yeah, no, he was released. He was he was released a week ago. Oh, thank God. They have. We got enough problems in Philly anyway. We, the 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 rotation is really shallow. Nola's the best pitcher on the team. Ariad is a question mark. There's no one behind those two guys, and you can't even count those as two guys. It's kind of like a hat, two and a half, or like one and a half guys. Um, and then offenses. Then we made a couple signs. Kind of Carl Santana, um, Reese Hoskins, another year on, probably going to be a you know a better player. Um, and that division's weak. That division is Nationals and everyone else. I don't trust the Mets, um, and their rotation. You know, I trust Syndergaard, but you know, everyone still gives like, you know, praise to their rotation. But it's like those guys all have to be healthy at the same time. That hasn't come to fruition. Uh, they all have right. to not be Matt Harvey. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> I feel like the Phillies have done like they've done such a Phillies thing. They just like tried their best and just like came up fairly short. And then to watch them get managed out of out of a win on opening day by Gabe Kapler was Gabe the babe. super disheartening. And I, I love Gabe Kapler. I've, I can say I've met him a couple times. Very nice guy. Uh, but mm-hmm. at the time that I met him, I did not think that he would on day one of his managerial career, start running my Phillies into the ground. Um, so, and that leads me to my, the first question that I have written down for, for both of us to discuss, uh, Kapler, not under as much, um, pressure probably cause the Phillies are so bad as Cora, but both former Red Sox and now, you know, their first managerial taste is with two, you know, the Phillies won a world series 10 years ago and you know, they're not, they're historically the worst team in baseball, but there's a lot of fervor in the fans there. Same here, except with a, a more of a winning pedigree. Um, what do you think the effect of their inexperience will be on their respective teams? You can start with the Red Sox. Um, I didn't love the Alex Cora deal to begin with, but I also I didn't. There wasn't anybody that I wanted um, who had any experience either my i mean my pick for manager i really wanted jay i really wanted them to bust out the jason veritek and just name him manager and just see what happens i really wanted that to happen so we get alex cora i'm happy it's anybody not named john farrell i'm happy about that a lot i can see that um just yeah that guy was terrible i mean just terrible like i I'd put him up there with Bobby Valentine. Is that's how bad he was? Stop it! At least he won a World Series. Are you serious? Yeah, he's that bad. He's that bad of a manager. Okay. I mean, I I strongly disagree, but um, I they won that World Series despite him. Okay. Uh, show your work. State examples. In terms of, I mean, there was. What that team was playing for when they won that World Series, yeah, it was okay, so yeah. much more. Was so much more. Yeah, you're right. You know what okay. I mean? Yep. The way the, the way they latched onto the city that way, and and the city latched back onto them. I mean, it. They were winning that World Series, regardless. John Farrell with Bobby Valentine with Terry Francona. It didn't matter. They were on a mission and they were winning it. Okay. So. Yeah, that does make sense. I don't think they, that, were, uh, they were a team of destiny, so Yeah. Um all right, fair enough. I I think um I think Cora's inexperience is gonna hurt him more than Kapler's inexperience strictly because he was pressure. thrust in a you have yeah. you have to compete now. Yeah. You have the team to compete now. Mm-hmm. We have the highest payroll, so you better win. Right. Gabe Kaplan has none of that. Not at all. You're right. You know, so. So you probably ascribe that um, same kind of pressure to Aaron Boone then as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, and especially, especially um, Aaron Boone's a little different in terms of he is replacing a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, as opposed to replacing John Farrell, who was not a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Girardi, Girardi was very well, very well liked in New York, uh, being, you know, obviously a former player and on those nineties teams. And, um, I think me, the media in New York liked him a lot. I think, um, I think the fans in New York liked him a lot and it's rare for the media and the fans to be on the same page when it comes to the Yankees. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so um, I think, I think Boone has, has, has a lot of pressure on him as well. Yeah. I think that what it comes down to, too, especially talking about those three guys and, you know, first of all, it's what's weird about them is that it's the, it's a bunch of dudes that I guess we could go back to, uh, some, who's the, who's the manager of the, um, of the Tigers right now? Great question. Or who was recently, most recently? Osmus. Right. Okay. So, um, oh yeah, and Gardenhire is now, and Osmus was. But it's the first like large crop of guys that are now managers that I remember as players. Do you know what I mean? Like in my formative baseball years of fandom. So like I remember, mm -hmm. it wasn't that long ago these guys were all playing. You know what I mean? So obviously everyone remembers Aaron Boone. Uh, Boston people all remember Gabe Kapler. Boston people also remember Alex Cora. Mm -hmm. um, so so that's strange for me, just as a a point of I'm getting old and fat. But um, mm -hmm. there's also like the levels of pressure that you discussed. You know, so there are there's huge expectations in New York and Philly. Both from fans and from, or sorry, New York and Boston, both from fans and from management, right? In Philly, it's like whatever you can get, do your best. Management doesn't necessarily give a shit. It doesn't seem, uh, which is kind of like the Philly mantra for all sports teams except for the Eagles, but uh, who, by the way, are the Super Bowl champions. But anyways, um, yeah, exactly. so, breathe it in. So anyway, so um, I just I just feel like. You know, who I don't know who's best equipped to handle that. I think that Aaron Boone, having played in New York, and uh, and Cora having played in Boston, do temper them a little bit to some of that pressure. But they were never, except for Aaron mm -hmm. Boone's home run, they were never like you know superstar players where a ton was expected from them. And now they're leading these teams. You know what I mean? And they're and now the expectation, whatever expectations they had, as you know, let's be fully honest you know, kind of bit mediocre players are, is now like mm -hmm. a, a million fold. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But is, you know, it's always, you never see, you never see a superstar player become a head coach, right? It's always those guys who had very, very serviceable careers. Yeah. Um, but always, always had the mind for the game. I mean, they were, they were in, they were in the show, yeah. but they were never, you know, standouts in the show. They, but they always had a mind for the game. And, um, and I think it's interesting that superstar players kind of shy away from that management type of role. Um, unless you're Barry Bonds and you're, you're trying to, sweeten the baseball rise to get you in the hall of fame and you're trying to get back in the good graces of baseball as a whole, but yeah. no real superstars yeah, really too. come out and hmm? McGuire too for a little bit. Yeah. With the hit, with the, with the hitting coaching thing and stuff right. like that. But I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, and I don't know if that's because they've necessarily made enough money in their career and they don't need to manage or they don't necessarily need a job. Um, I don't know if that plays into it at all, but it's interesting. It's always the, you know, the kind of middle of the pack, you know, borderline bench guys that, that always emerge as the, uh, as the managers, Terry Francona, a perfect example. Well, I think that, I think that what plays in that most is that your superstars are dealing with so much more. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're a, um, a David Ortiz, right. For perfect mm -hmm. example, he does, he was, not phenomenal in Minnesota, but he was serviceable. Comes here, he's mm -hmm. incredible under the under the brightest lights in the league. But he, with that, comes all these other things: endorsements and um, uh, you know public appearances and blah, blah blah. That doesn't happen to these other guys. And those guys, you know, Aaron Boone had his fifteen minutes, but after the fifteen minutes, what's he doing? You know, he's in the booth. Right. That helps Aaron Boone too. Yep. You know, he was in the he was in the booth for a good while, 
And those guys have mm-hmm. time to study the game. They don't have to be like, oh, shit, I have to go do this car commercial. Then I have to go sign autographs at this place. And I have to go blah, blah, blah. You know, they can really, really. And mm-hmm. if they want to, if they, they probably think that, you know, as fleeting as a baseball career is, they can, they probably think like, listen, I, if I can, if I want to sustain a career in baseball, I need to know fucking everything I can learn about baseball. And I need to learn it as soon as possible and as voraciously as possible. And I think that's why, mm-hmm. you know, when, it, when, especially, so this weekend in Philly, um, when, or in Thursday in Philly, when um, Gapper pulls Nola with less than 70 pitches, he, I understand the decision is incorrect, but he has the mind set to be like, all right, well, I know enough about the analytics that this team uses, and I've studied that in however, however long in the past to be like, this is the time for me to pull him. It wasn't the right call, but he has at least committed that kind of line of train of thought to memory, right? Because he had mm-hmm. time, probably over his career, to learn, especially playing in Boston, to learn analytical man- managerial skills. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think that's the case for, yep. you know, you're, you're like, <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton is never going to be a manager of any baseball team ever. He doesn't have to. He'll never have to be. Right? Mayor Man, guys that love not going to be the Maris. manager. The guys love right. Manny can barely speak English. So, no, and not, and not, and not because. Nah. Not because it's not his first language, but because he's a dumbass. Yeah. Okay. I miss so, the entertainment factor alone. I miss from that guy. Yeah. Same. Um, so yeah, but I think that's why, you know, you see these, you know, bit player guys, like I said, like Brad Ausmus, Paul Molitor, who was Paul Molitor might be the mm-hmm. closest to a superstar that was actually a serviceable manager, but he wasn't spectacular. Yeah. He didn't win anything. You know what I mean? So, right. um, but yeah, that's, I, I just feel like, I feel like that's the reason why. And it's it'll be interesting to think of like who in our current era 10 years from now is going to be a be a uh, a manager. And I feel like the closest we might get if I'm going to make a weirdo pick right now, I feel like Pedroia is probably in that in that category. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, so All right. So <clears throat> let's uh let's go to um I was going to say ask me about the Phillies, but we already talked about the Phillies. They're terrible. And a lot of people think that they're going to go 500 this year, and I, I just don't see that happening. Um, let's go to the other thing I asked you, which was, or I was like, yeah, let's talk about this. I have a good surprise and a bad surprise. Uh, we could start with you. What's your hot take that's a positive hot take for the MLB season this year? The Red Sox and Yankees rivalry comes back in a big, big, big way. Um, mm. They dogfight. They dogfight the AL East, and then they meet in the AL Championship game. Okay. Well, series. And it's if a, it was one game, that'd be great. <laughs> sorry. Yes, you know what I meant. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> and I think uh, I think it reignites the rivalry. Um, that's been kind of a dud for the past, you know, 10 years or so, not, not 10 years, but about eight years or so. It's been kind yeah. of a dud kind of ho-hum it's the Red Sox Yankees again, you know, either one was bad or one was good and one was bad and blah, blah, blah. Right. It just hasn't been exciting. I think this year it gets back to be exciting. Um, will we see a, will we see a, another oh three oh four maybe not again in our lifetime the way that as hot as that rivalry was oh yeah but no way i think yeah. it can come i think it can come close okay that's probably my favorite season of baseball since i remember watching baseball oh three oh four was incredible start, starting Both with the Aaron Boone home run and ending with yep. uh full has it throws to first so yeah um and that includes the year that, was, that my phillies won the world series so um, but yeah, that's and also to be, we were basically there, you know what I mean? Like, so yep. that was, uh, that was, yeah, my favorite, by far my favorite year of uh, baseball in a long time. Uh, my good surprise is that I think that Ichiro has a good year. He's just showing flashes. He started the other day showing flash of the glove and he's just, just so fundamental. I think he probably has another, I think he has another 200 hit year. Um, but I also think he hangs it up. That's my bad surprise. So I think that's. You know, I think the Mariners will scrape into the second wild card. Um, I think they've added enough. I think that just 
I feel like just his presence back on the team, despite whether or not he can really communicate with guys or whatever. But I just think that, like, I don't know. I think that, I don't know. I th- they still have Cano, right? They still have Kyle Seager. Mm-hmm. These guys are good. The offense is good. Um, pitching, meh, right? Um, but King Felix is still there. I don't know. I think that I think that they're that division is open the uh, the AL, the AL West, and I think that three teams get in from the West. So I think the Mariners are the third team. So I think it goes. I think both wild cards in the uh, AL come from the from the AL West. Are you What's, serious? Yeah, I think Astros, Angels, Mariners. Astros, Angels, Mariners, huh? So yeah. so okay. So who's your pick to win the East then? Yankees to win the East. Wait, let's before we go, we can go through all those. But what's your what's your bad surprise? Um, I think David Price has another shit year. Ooh, okay, all right. What makes you say whether that? or not people think that's a surprise or not? Uh, he's just he's just not built for the city. He does, yeah. He does seem a little fragile. He's yeah. He can't handle it. I mean, when things are yeah, going I, good, yeah. He, I don't. I don't mean physically. I mean, I mean mentally fragile. Yeah, yeah. He can't handle it mentally. And and in this city, when you're when you're going bad, they can pick you apart. Yeah. And uh, I mean, trust me, I would love for him to go out and win. You know, twenty twenty two games and be in Cy Young contention with Sale all season. But it's 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 amazing watching the makeup the makeup difference between the two of them. Yeah, um, I agree. Sale just wants to come to the park, pitch, and you know, do his job and go home. And and Price just he gets caught up in all of this like garbage on social media, and it's just his head's not right. Mm-hmm. I fully, fully, fully agree with that. Um, but I, I can't even add anything to it really. Um, so so let's do AL real quick. So do you th- you think the Red Sox take the East or no? I do. Okay, so who's Despite your David Price? Yeah, who <laughs> who's your central? Who's your west? Uh, my central is Cleveland. My Same. west is the Astros. Same. Um, and then um, I have wild card one Yankees. Okay. Um, wild card two, the um, Angels. Okay, so our our real difference, our only difference, that I have the Red Sox, or I don't have the Red Sox, and you do, right? And you have Seattle. I do. I, I just like the Sox the way they went out last year. You know what I mean? It, it just like it showed a lot to me. They didn't. They didn't super improve over the off season. They signed Martinez. Mm-hmm. They needed. I mean, they. It, it sounds like the whole thing we want. We were thinking was like, oh, they need a bat, and then to see them this weekend. Now it sounds like they needed two, right? And if you're talking okay. about price, they need now they need a third starter also, or or a second starter. So I don't know. There was there's a lot of problems there. A lot of the other teams in the AL got better, and I don't think they got better enough. You know what I mean? And they weren't. They weren't. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think they were in enough on on Stanton. And I think that if you know what I mean, I think they. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it, it was just Stanton wanted to really play under the brightest, brightest lights. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like they didn't do enough, and I think that's going to show. They went out three and one last year I mean, in, the, in the divisional round. It's just like it's classic step back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you got to you know the Yankees. The Yankees didn't add much pitching. Um, I, I'm not sold on, on their pitching whatsoever, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they added, you know, 50 plus home runs, but they also added about 200 strikeouts. So that's fair. Very fair. You know, with good pitching, you can shut those two guys down. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. All right. Uh, and then just let's finish up the AL. Who's your AL MVP? My AL MVP is Chris Sale. Stop. Yep. So then that means you you're gonna you're gonna pick him to win the Cy Young as well. 
I would I would think he'd have to. Okay. All right. Um I I'll pick Altuve for MVP, but I will pick Sale for uh for Cy Young, but I don't think he wins both. And if and if and, I, and the only reason I can say that is because if the Sox don't make the playoffs, which I don't think they will, then Sale doesn't deserve to win both. That's the one starter. So I'll agree with that. All right, we're going to do uh, some National League so that we don't get accused of only talking about the American League, and we'll do that right after this break. Phillies, um, and I'm not going to pretend to know a ton about the National League, um, but I do have some uh, picks, and I do have an MVP pick, and I do have uh, some ideas about all the divisions. Um, so I'll start with you, Brian. Let's start with the, in the NL East, and I'll ask you who you think is the winner in the NL East. Um, my pick for NL East in a rapidly closing window for them is Washington. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's also, that's also where my MVP of the NL comes from. So you think Bryce Harper is going to be the MVP? Oh yeah. I mean, if the only, yeah, the only way that doesn't happen is if I think, um, at least them winning the division is if they somehow are that terrible and someone trades for him in the middle of this year, um, which I don't, I don't see that happening. That division is so weak, and we already talked about how the Mets are so uh, um, rotation heavy or rotation dependent um, without proven results. We already talked about how terrible um, the Philadelphia, or sorry, my Philadelphia Phillies. I will claim them when uh, in these situations, but, uh, but we've already talked about how bad they are. Um, and the Braves and the Marlins, the Marlins are gutted, and the Braves, terrible last year, did almost nothing to improve this year. So that's the Nationals division to lose. They're currently undefeated in that division, and they, I mean, <laughs> they might wind up being that way for some time in division. Um, so I will concur with your pick, and I will say Nationals as well. Um, and just because you mentioned your MVP, uh, I will say that my MVP is not Bryce Harper, but I won't reveal who it is yet. People, I'm going to leave some suspense. So let's go to the Central. I feel like you probably have the same team I have as well, and probably in the West too, but let's say what do you have for the Central? Chicago. Okay, yeah, me too. Um, And I think that's another um, not super interesting division. I don't know. What's up with the NL? What the fuck, man? Maybe that's why I didn't want to talk about them so much, but it's boring there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, you get you get you you're gonna have all the same old faces. It yeah. seems like, uh, except for my second wild card pick, all right, well, may, we'll... which may surprise some people. Okay, well, we'll hang on there. Um, I also have the Cubs. I like Schwarber coming in thirty pounds lighter. This just basically means that he's mm-hmm. acknowledging everyone thought he was a fat ass, and that's all that was really holding him back from being uh, an MVP caliber player. Uh, and their rotation is strong. They're, I mean, the Cubs have been, you know, the class of the NL for the past, you know, three years or so. So, Bryant, Lester, um, who's the – why am I forgetting names now? Uh, Rizzo. Um, all those guys are solid in another year on. For a team that, you know, three years ago, everyone's like, oh, it's a really young team, blah, blah, blah. This is like, you know, they play together for this long starting to kind of gel a little bit. So I like them in the central as well. Um, who do you like in the West? I feel like we're going to be on the same page again. Dodgers. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was a very boring national league preview. Um, I have, they get a lot of, um, they have a lot of talent on that team. They really do. But I feel like they might, I guess the hottest take I could say in the NL is like, if it's not this year for them or next year, I feel like they might wind up in Nationals territory. 
just having all the pieces, having all the talent, but just can't close it. And, you know, we know about Kershaw's playoff, um, you know, ineptitude at times. And we know about how much uh, Puig doesn't show up in the most mature way in the most important situations. Um, But there's, and we know that Turner's hurt too. His wrist is broken. So they're starting, they're not starting on a great foot from right now they're only two and two um but like i said of course it's an early season i shouldn't even quote current records but um but puig had a good game over the weekend kershaw was his old self um but if turner doesn't come back to that team in a reasonable amount of time that's what's going to be i think their biggest problem this year but other than that i don't see anything else to to in their way and certainly not most of the other teams in that division uh, being in the way of them, at least being division champs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so my wild card one is the Brewers. Who's your wild card one? Arizona. Okay. Oh boy. So that means. Wait a minute. So your wild card one is Arizona. Mm-hmm. Who's your wild card two? The Philadelphia Phillies. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Explain yourself. And this is – I'm a Phillies fan too, as we all know. So explain yourself. Why do you have the Phillies as the wild card too? I I enjoy their um, young rotation okay. a lot. Right. Um, I think I think Gabe Kapler is going to take a lot of the way he played baseball to the way he manages baseball. And I okay. think uh, – I think – I think he's going to be in consideration for manager of the year. Wow. Um, I think Aaron Nola is going to be in consideration for the Cy Young. Wow. Okay. And I think they make a big, a big trade for, uh, for another arm at the deadline. And I think they, uh, I think they say in contention all year. And I think they, um, get the second wild card. I think, I, to be a hundred percent honest with you, I think that's where Chris Archer will end up. Ah, okay. So that's a, a that's the hottest take on this preview so far. I, I the thing is, like, I I disagree for all the reasons that you said. <laughs> you know what I mean, mm. their rotation <laughs> is young, their manager is young. Um, so you don't, but you obviously don't lend any credence to the uh, to the small sample size of his managerial decisions. Now you think that he could be in contention for manager of the year. That's super interesting. I have the Rockies at wild card too. I have yeah. Arenado as the MVP, but mostly because Stanton has left that league. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Nolan Arenado is the best player potentially in baseball, but definitely in the National League at this point. He's an RBI machine. Yeah, and yeah, he hits 35-plus home runs and um, mm-hmm. you know probably get 200 hits this year. Um, so I think that he can power the Rockies to, um, to the second wild card, but it's, I mean, it's tough in their, in their division. The Dodgers are so good. There's no way that they, I don't think there's any way that they can, uh, overtake the Dodgers, but, but that division is really, really tight. So, you know, you have the Diamondbacks coming out of there. Mm-hmm. I have the Rockies, you know, so you were talking about at least three teams deep in that division. Um, so I just, you know, the, I mean, the Padres are the Padres are terrible. Um, the right. Giants maybe get above 500 for the year, but I don't, I just, I mean, they've, they've fallen on hard times and they're every other year when the World Series thing is not a thing anymore. So uh, they made some yeah. bad, some bad signings. They're stuck with them. And, you know, Matt Cain is number one on that list. So I just, uh, I don't know. I think that, I think that, you, I could see a scenario in which three teams go to the playoffs out of the league, but I, I really think that the Brewers are better than last year, and I think that they, uh, I think that they can make potentially a run, not just, not just to, uh, to win the or to get in the wild card one, but um, they added Yelich, they added Kane. I think that, I think that they can, they're improved a little bit on defense or on offense, I should say, and uh, can take that wild card one. Mm-hmm. Um, who? Oh, we're gonna wrap this up pretty easily. Who is uh, 
Who is who is the World Series matchup first? Let's go there first. Sox Cubs. Oh boy! Oh Jesus Christ! Two years too late. I mean, that's too bad. Um, and <laughs> and who who wins? I haven't decided yet, dude. Are you gonna be that homer that you're gonna just pick Sox? You're gonna pick the Sox to win. Let's, let's pick them now. Sox seven games. Yeah, just do it. Winner. You fucking loser. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I will own it. If the Sox don't make a move to get the bat they need, then we're gonna have to do a, a re-preview after the trade deadline because there's no way at that point that you could pick. If you if we're thinking about how they're gonna be at that, and look at this, we've already gone back to an AL heavy preview. If you think that they're gonna be Missing a bat by then, and they don't get that bat, then you'd have to relitigate that decision, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. This so is all that, within hopes that they fix their issues. A conditional their, pick. Their very early issues. Okay. I have uh, Stroh's Dodgers, and I'm going to pick the Dodgers. And I think that I think Turner comes back solid. Bellinger already hit a home run this weekend. Uh. Kershaw is Kershaw. I think Puig is starting to... He made a couple of poor decisions, like I said earlier, uh, already over the weekend. But I think that if they want to be serious, I think that the team will probably try to step up and rein him in a little bit as far as his immaturity and his decision-making. Um, so, I, I before they reach or Nationals they just get, territory... Or they just get rid of him. Right, or they could do that too. You know what I mean? So, right. but I mean, but like, But that's... Either way, if he's on the team or not on the team, he's not a make make or break player on that team. You know, he just sure he, he just he just happens to be there in, in all his brashness and his occasional power and blah blah. blah. So, right. um, he could he's easily replaceable, also, especially via trade. So, mm-hmm. um, I agree. Plenty of teams take a chance on him and send back something solid. So, mm-hmm. if uh, and mine is I guess mine's continued too. If Turner comes back and doesn't miss a good chunk of the year. Uh, or play poorly, affected by that injury. Once he does get back, I think that the, I think that I think it's the Dodgers. First of all, I think it's definitely the Dodgers' uh, league to take for the NL, and then Astros sign Garrett Cole. But it, I mean, I feel like they could be figured out a little bit potentially, and we're not going to take into if take into account injuries. There's a lot of power in that lineup. There's a lot of uh, base hits in that lineup, but they're very very identified as a team. And injuries are part of the game. So if if some if one of their if Springer or Altuve or Correa get hurt, if Verlander, a year older, has to step back, uh, I mean Cole's right mm-hmm. there to take that to take that spot potentially. But you're talking about a you know a three deep rotation or a forty rotation. I just think I feel like that 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 an injury really hurt them, and no one's immune. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I feel like people should more and more start to take into account. Um, the potential for injury. So, so I've got Astros Dodgers and I've got Dodgers in seven. And the only reason I have seven is because any other amount of games in a world series is the worst. I, you know, like I, it's gotta be seven games. So, yeah. and, and when it gets that late and everyone's they're pulling everything out of the, out of the bucket to, you know, try to try to get an advantage or whatever, it just usually winds up seven games and that's just, is how mm-hmm. it is. So, so I'll take the Dodgers with conditions. You'll take the Red Sox with conditions. Mm-hmm. Um and you know I I feel like it's very top heavy now. If you had to let's say that you have to take a team to make the playoffs that we have not discussed at all, we've not mentioned this team, so that takes a lot of a lot of teams out of account. But we've talked like I said, it's very top heavy. So let's say we haven't talked about them at length, right? So we mentioned Chris Archer. So you mm-hmm. could, we mentioned him once or twice, but you could take the race. But who do you think that we don't? Let's say who do you think we don't have in our in our selections that could surprise? Toronto. Okay. Um, I, I mean, <clears throat> I think Toronto making that a three team race would surprise a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. I don't know. I do not know. There's so many like teams that just have like these like just gaping gaping flaws. 
Mm-hmm. I, I can't like get past some of them. I guess I would. I mean, we didn't talk about them in length, so I guess I could say it. But I'll say the Mets because if they okay. do, if they do wind up with a with a the rotation being, you know, two and a half out of five good, then I mean they weren't the, they weren't they were in the World Series not too long ago. Um, mm-hmm. But they're I, I feel like they're going to need to add up a, a pitcher that we don't think is going to get hurt within the first three weeks of the season. So if they can hang, if they can hang five, six games back before the break and make a deal for probably a bat too, actually. Um, but they need to strengthen their bullpen. They need to strengthen. I think that even though they have those four or five guys, I still think they need another, maybe like a clubhouse veteran type to kind of bring everybody down to earth. And what's weird about them is they're only at 25 to one to win the world series, which is the weirdest thing I've ever read in my entire life. But um, <laughs> that's obviously, that's obviously, um, based on the past success of the rotation there. So, yeah, I think their rotation could be very good to be yeah. honest. So. Um, and that can carry you, you know, that's like your rotation starts getting hot going down that stretch. Right. That's like a, that's like a good goaltender. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then you're talking you about get a hot goaltender going in and you can rip right through those playoffs. Right. And then you're talking about, and then you're talking about the playoffs where, you know the um, the rotation is really only three deep, right? So yeah, and sometimes it yep. some depending on the scheduling, sometimes it's only two. So if you're talking right. about all right, you got Degrom and Syndergaard, let's say you're going third day, you could do Mats or Wheeler or Harvey in in long relief. Mm-hmm. If you get behind with one of those guys, that's a lot. That's a lot more right. than a lot of teams have. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So that's the baseball preview. Let's sneakily, without taking a break to make people listen to this, let's sneak into uh, a little bit. Not a ton about wrestling. We've already we've already made our picks. We'll have to redo uh, one pick um, because we've now added uh, Rusev to that U.S. title three way. So now it's going to be Rusev, Orton, Mahal, and uh, Bobby Roode. For the U.S. title, uh, I don't remember who I picked. I'm pretty sure I picked uh, Rude, but I'm not sure. Um, and I, the reason I don't remember is because I largely don't care about it. But uh, but I am now. I do now. Pick. I would. I would. I would pick Rusev. Right. It makes the most sense. Uh, absolutely. On Rusev okay. Day, he can't be beat. He can, no, exactly. He is undefeated on Rusev Day. Do we? Um, <laughs> This didn't already happen before the last time we talked, right? No. This is before SmackDown that time. So. Yeah. All right, good. Yep. Um, there's a couple other little things that have come out, and this is going to happen, you know, because we recorded a preview two weeks in advance. But um, we already talked about Ronda. Her promo was worse, I believe. Um, but the, the, the main thing is that it's now confirmed that Mania will be seven hours total. And I wonder what you think, and and that's seven hours projected, right? So that's not, you know, it's mm-hmm. live television. So we're going to be closer to eight, um, probably. And the, as we know, they don't really do anything to cut. As far as, as that's very obvious, not like the Oscars does, where like all of a sudden uh, the music is playing after one word of a speech and, you know, stuff like that, where it's obviously mm-hmm. like, all right, they're trying to cut the time down. That doesn't happen in... Um, Mania, you still see those stupid backstage segments. For eight years, you had to get uh, you had to get thirty people dancing backstage so that Ron Simmons could say "damn," and you had to have you know. As I'm watching all the Manias this week, so I always do lead up to WrestleMania twenty minute plus segment with The Rock, just so Ronda could put Steph in that weird armbar. Um, so, what do you think? I'm trying to think of a question here. What do you think that? in the future they need to do to keep this match or this card WrestleMania as a whole right at four hours where it should be. Well, I mean, you know, technically the, the WrestleMania card itself is four hours and all the other extra shit, like the pre-show and all that stuff. That's the, that's the other three hours of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the problem is that this card is so stacked and y- you don't know what is going to be on that pre-show. So, 
you're kind of forced to watch it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, cause like I'm excited for that, for the, uh, Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander match. I have I no idea what that's going to be. Yeah. I think it, I think it should be on the main, on the main, uh, card on the main show to be hundred percent honest with you, but who knows where that's going to fall. And I want to see it. So I, they kind of handcuff you into having to watch it. But I guess the best way to make that three-hour pre-bullshit go away is to have people just not watch it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, let me ask um, you this. What's, what, what do you think should be on the pre-show? Let me, let me qualify a little be... bit. Let me qualify a little bit. You can't have both Battle Royals on the pre-show, right? I guess not. You can't have... Usos on the pre-show because they and they won't because they've made such a big deal about have they ever been on the main show, right? Right, and then there's only a few other matches this that are really a, up for grabs to be there. So this is a really tough one. I don't know. I don't think it's that hard. I think that. Do you want to answer? You, you can't to, put Strowman on the pre-show. You can't. That's true. So it's got. I think you can't it's, put Alexa Naya. No, you can't do that either. I think that and it's, you certainly can't you can't put Seth Finn and The Miz on the pre-show either. No, so I think it's it's the Men's Battle Royal, the Cruiserweight Championship, and the U.S. Title. I think that's the only three that can go there, unless Which if you're sucks. unless now we're deciding that it's going seven to twelve, right? So so last year we thought it was seven to eleven, right? And so but it wound up going to eleven mm-hmm. thirty or so. So this year they're saying they're definitely going from seven o'clock to twelve o'clock. Eastern time, and they might go over. So I think you, maybe you only wind up with two matches in the pre-show, and the rest is just bullshit. Maybe. So, but I think it's pretty clear that you can yeah. put the U.S. title, uh, the Memorial Battle Royal for men, and the cruiserweight title on the pre-show. But the only the only uh, caveat I have to that is you can't add Rusev to that match and then just have him on the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Well, I mean, as hot as he is right now, I mean, I, they can do whatever they want, but it wouldn't yeah. be smart. No, it wouldn't. It would. It would be like killing his killing his push, right? Because there's, yeah, there's no butts in the seats yeah. before seven o'clock. Yeah. No, you want you want eighty thousand people chanting Rusev Day for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I think that the least amount of care is in the U.S. match, the U.S. title match. And and it sucks that you have to put, I mean, it's got to go on, but I think that the least amount of care of all the matches is there, or at least shared there by that and the Cruiserweight and the, the Men's Battle Royal. Like you said before, mm-hmm. I don't know if you said this on the air or not, but you can't do the the Women's Battle Royal off on the pre-show because it stunts the, the women's revolution. Um, so Everything they've been doing, right? Yeah. Um where do you think uh, match of the night ends up? Um, I think I think if you don't pick Shinsuke and AJ, you're crazy. Because mm. potential match of the night wise, I think that that's got to be it, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you on that. Um, um I'm not looking for I'm not looking for you know a technical gem from. Rousey and Angle versus Triple H mm. and Stephanie McMahon. That's not happening. Is that is um, that for you? Is that like the because for me it's the match I'm least excited about. And it's I'm just pretty because, excited just because about of her a, just because of her screen work has been so bad. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hers, and it's going to be really tough to make me not. Yeah, oh, I just wish I like did. her a lot, a lot. And, yeah. I, and I really want her to succeed. So I, I want, to be like, honest I, with you, I, I, I wanted want her to give her, her, give, to I wanted them to give her the right amount of time. I wanted them to give her time first, and they didn't. Yeah, there was too much money. There, there's just too much money involved with it. Yeah, like fly by the city of pants, learn as you go, because we're going to be rolling in cash. Yeah. You know, that's, I think uh, for the rest of us, Reigns and Lesnar is probably going to be a, a just a all-out brawl. I think. Yeah, I think they're going to book That's it pretty tough. Up to. Yeah, I watched yeah. Um, 31 last night, 
And if you watch that match, uh, there's a couple spots. Well, at first, on the first watch or two, it's like, wow, this, that, that, that knee was really hard or that punch was really hard. But if you watch that match back, it's all really hard, all of it. That clothesline yeah. yep. where he's holding his arm, he clotheslines him off the apron. Cole goes legitimately apeshit about it. Um, <laughs> and uh, Reigns lands awkwardly. Um, but that whole match, you know, they're uh, they're both bleeding, I think. Uh, what's his name's opened up early? Not not a lot, but uh, Lesnar, little, uh, I think a mouse on his, under his eye. Uh, and then he gets, and that's when he like gets angry. And then the rest of that match just, you know, no joke. Um, so I think like, I think that that's what they do again. Um, and there's no, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to come to a legit conclusion because there's no, there's no money in the bank to save anybody on this one. So, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, let me ask you the last one. If one belt stays on its current owner, which belt is it? He's got all of them up. Usos. Okay. That makes sense to me, too. I don't think it's... uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think Bludgeon Brothers are good yet, and I think that I think the new day moves after after Sunday. Goes back to Raw. Yeah, I think they go back to Raw and they split them up. Split them up. Yeah, I think it's time. I think so. Yeah, I don't think there's hmm. there's much else you can do with them. Or maybe they pull like a shield type thing and they oust one of them. Maybe uh, that's a that's maybe a lot of, lot of lot of merch sales you're giving up. Yeah, I know, but I just feel like. I feel like um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing a tag team of just Kofi and Woods, and I'd like to see Big E with the IC title again. Maybe I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he would jump in it right away, especially if that title doesn't change hands. And I don't think it will. I think the Miz keeps it. But um, having I might have not said that before, but I think that that is the case now. Um, mm-hmm. But I would. I would love to see him now that we know that he can talk. Uh, I'd like to see him try to not just be a foil for them, for the group verbally. I think that he should go into business for himself. I think that he's got the charisma and the ability to do it. I also think he could be not just a, a mid-card title contender. I think he oh, could no. be a heavyweight title contender. Um, well, I I think that too. I just don't, I don't ever, I don't think that, I don't see him with a lengthy, um, World Heavyweight Title Run or Universal Title Run? Because think about like the path for him to get it, right? So from Lesnar to Reigns, let's say, and then no one—if Braun doesn't win the tag titles on Sunday, no one's going anywhere without with that belt on their waist without seeing Braun first, mm-hmm. uh, without seeing Joe first, without seeing any of the either of the two losers of the Triple Threat for IC title first. And there's a real mm-hmm. Miz push. So, um, and the only way the Miz gets there is if it's on Reigns, not if it's on Brock. So, it's a long road for him to haul, but um, so that's why I think he would slot in nicely at Intercontinental for a little bit, and then maybe you know a year or so. He would he would be good in a like a resurrection of um, Mark Henry's Hall of Pain character. Ah, I like that too. I like, and I, I wouldn't Maybe, mind them coming to the ring together. That, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, yeah. Mark Henry takes him under his wing a little bit. Hmm. Um. Yeah. No. A couple. Couple big, strong, powerlifty guys. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Like when uh, when Henry had Tony Atlas for a little bit. Right. Um. And then I always do this. I always go last thing and I ask another thing. Um. Do you wait tonight to see? Taker, do you think he's you think he's coming out tonight? Or do you think he's going to come out maybe WrestleMania? They cut to because this is what I had envisioned is maybe WrestleMania they cut to scene a couple times in the crowd, and then the third time or so the bell rings. You know what I mean? I really want it to happen tonight because yeah. obviously I'm going to be watching it for that reason. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't, that's I think the way they should do it. Yeah, 
Okay. He's there. He's there as a fan. He's there as a fan, and then all of a sudden, bam. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like one of the golden rules of wrestling is we're not going to mention it unless it plays out. He he talked about it a little bit much. Goes in the crowd for a hot second. Um, so I feel like that would be the way to to do it. And I think that. Uh, and that's and that's kind of a fun way to do it. That I, yeah. I don't recall that ever ever being done before Me or neither. ever seeing something like that happen. That's and that's the thing too, is that and fresh yeah, and unique. because you can, at this point you can do whatever you want because everyone already assumes it's going to happen yeah. anyway. There's no like, Oh, is it well, going to, or is it not? The, like we all know it's going to happen. It's just a, a matter of how long are they going to tease it out? How and when. Yeah. Right. So I think that if they got they, really creative that, with it. Yeah. It's not, and that, that match isn't, isn't putting you over the top on your ticket sales. Like no, 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 with no, a week, no. With a week to go, your ticket sales are where they're at. You know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. th- this match isn't going to all of a sudden sell you 100,000 tickets. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so um, you can do whatever. You can do yeah. whatever. Yeah, you can. Uh, who you got tonight, Nova or Michigan? Um, I think that Nova wins, but if mm. Michigan wins, it'll be in dramatic fashion, and it'll be uh, – one of the best college basketball upsets we've ever seen. Okay. Um, I will go hometown and take Nova uh, for multiple reasons. First of all, player of the year, Jalen Brunson. Second reason, I hate Jalen Rose. And uh, third reason, I think that Michigan is gassed. And I don't know why I'm saying that, but uh, they, they, hap- they got lucky to run into a suddenly very gassed Loyola team. Um, but this is in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't an 11 seed. This is the uh, this is the the one. You know what I mean? So, no, the big dog that just, ago, so yeah, this isn't a that just trashed another one seed. Oh yeah, and like not even close. So that's that, that's my only pause that they have Minnesota Miracle Syndrome potentially Villanova, but they play to win all year, man. That doesn't happen to them. So, um, mm-hmm. and, and Brunson is out to out to prove some shit. He's already got one title. He's ready for a second, and uh, he's going to the draft. So. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's the true crowning of Villanova as a powerhouse. I would have to agree. All right, brother. Brian Goodwin, thanks, man. We'll All talk right, again. Thank you so much. Appreciate right, it, brother. No, no problem. They tell us we're not gonna make it. It's gonna so hard just to make grand. If we don't know what to say, we gon' make it up. But all you wanna know.